Welcome to Catch the Fire London's podcast. We pray that you will be radically transformed as you listen to this message. We've known Steve and Sandra for way long and um, it's been a real privilege. Um, they have taught us so much and they have been next to us for so long and as representatives of Catch the Fire Toronto, which is the sort of mothership of this whole movement and as representatives of Catch the Fire World, um, we welcome them and we are part of a very big and growing family and we are very privileged and honoured to be part of that family and the DNA and the anointing that flows through that family um, looks different in every church and it should look different in every church but the DNA is the same and we're just so privileged to have you so I'm going to ask if you can stand for you to stand and welcome these guys into the church yeah. uh, you know you can sit down <laughs> Um, I just want to say, um, you know, when we've just started traveling, so we haven't, like most all of you, we've been stuck at home, which has been a good thing. But when I walked in here, I sorry I wasn't at the door, but when I first walked in here, the presence of God was so strong, I'm like, I'm staying here. <laughs> and so I just want to bless you guys that whatever building, you guys bring his presence and the hunger. And I just want to bless the hunger that is in you and on you. And I just love the season that God has us, you know, because he's, even in Toronto, we have all sorts of new people, and God is calling people from all sorts of places because there's, there's something here. And so I'll just give you one example. Last week, um, Sunday, this lady um, lives in a, a town called, um, or a city, what's town? Kitchener. City. city. Um, Kingston. Kingston, Kingston, Ontario. And it's three hours away. So can you imagine, she woke up, heard the voice of God, got in her car, and came to the first meeting at 9 o'clock because she heard the voice of God. And I want to bless you this morning. I felt like during worship, I saw this old-fashioned megaphone, and, um, and, and very clearly, I felt like the Lord was saying that he's about to speak in a greater way and for you to listen that there's something very strategic about what God is doing in this season for you as individuals and you as a church. And so I just want to bless you. And I bless those that are watching online. You get the same thing. So, mm-hmm. Morning, church. Morning. Good to be with you. Can I give special greetings to friends? Am I allowed to do that? Yes. Hungarians, stand up. I baptize these people in Toronto. Whereabouts do you live now? Sorry? Perfect. I have no clue where that is, but perfect. Very, very good. Good. And uh, right over here, you guys, my South African friends, stand up. You guys, I'm talking about you. Yes. Aren't you South African? English? What are you? Afrikaans. Okay, that was close, was I not? Anyways, part of our church in Toronto for many years, so. On the prayer team, healing team, etc. Alistair and Abigail, good to see you guys. Alistair's a dad, people. <laughs> I think some people were wondering if that was going to be possible. Because first of all, he has, he has to get married. Like, will he ever get married? And the answer was, yes, he did. Yeah, so well done. Good to see you again. Uh, Catch the Fire Churches started in Revival. Hopefully that's where we still are, and hopefully that's where we're going to always be. 
is pushing in for more of the Holy Spirit, more of what God wants to do. If, if God is eternal, and if the angels are going around the throne, since they were created, saying, holy, 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 which is what the Bible says they are, it means that every time they circle, they see something new. That there's, there's more to God than they've ever seen before. And if that's true, then that means that our churches, all the churches in the world, are supposed to be experiencing something new, something creative, something different, hopefully week after week, month after month, year after year. And so if a church never changes, they're not in step with heaven, in my opinion. Yeah? So hopefully church has a little bit of scary in it as well for you. That from time to time you come to church and it's like, well, I never expected that, or I'm not sure I've ever seen that before, or I don't know if I even like that. Um, I think that's part of what going around the throne and saying, holy, 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 is is like, never saw that before. I'd like you to turn your Bible to Matthew chapter 4 and just, I like how Matthew writes. Matthew does not try to write chronologically. He's not writing a story like John did of uh, just here's the highlights of Jesus' life. Luke is writing the, the historical uh, summary of Jesus uh, through, through his age, through time. Uh, Mark's writing action. He skipped all the genealogies, the boring stuff, and just went to the, the, the miracles, and it's just like the healing. And Matthew's very Jewish, writing to a very Jewish audience, and he gives the summary of Jesus at the beginning and then tells the story. So he does the genealogies and the birth of Jesus, but we get Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, and here's the summary of the rest of the book. Jesus went throughout Galilee, which is Israel had two provinces, a northern province called Galilee, southern province called Judea. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. That's what we're going to talk about in a minute. Healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about Jesus spread all over Syria, which is to the north, to the pe and the people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, the paralyzed, and he healed them all. All is implied. Large crowds from Galilee, which is the southern, sorry, the northern province, the Decapolis, which is uh, east of the Jordan River, Jerusalem, largest city, Judea, the southern province, and the region across the Jordan, they followed Jesus. And friends, this little thing about what did Jesus come to do? He came to proclaim good news of the kingdom. And the good news of the kingdom, friends, is this. Everything that used to be the way it was can change. For the Jewish people, they had a couple thousand years of the same. And then there was one day when Jesus was baptized. And if you remember, the Bible says it was a cloudy day. Well, it doesn't say cloudy day. It says the heavens opened. That means it was a cloudy day. And all of a sudden, heaven's just, and it's blue sky. And a very loud voice, probably sounding a little bit like Darth Vader, uh, that kind of deep James Earl Jones voice, said, this is my son, I love him. Everybody hears it. And there would have been hundreds at the uh, baptismal site of Jesus by Jericho, by the Jordan River. And then as they're looking up and going, where did the, where did the gray clouds go? Where did, uh, all of a sudden, everybody there saw the Spirit of God. They probably didn't know it was the Holy Spirit, but they saw something floating down like a dove sort of lands very gently. 
this thing is coming from heaven, and as soon as it landed on Jesus, poof, and Jesus disappeared. The Bible says that. He's instantly transformed or translated, transported, and he's gone. And that had to freak people out. So there's, there's power in the skies. There's a powerful voice that everyone hears. And there's a, a visible uh, transformation, a boom. Like, the, did he explode? Like, we don't know. But he's gone. And friends, that was day one of the kingdom of God. Day one. That was the power beginning of the rules have changed. And so you remember when Jesus went into a house and there's a guy that he heals who's brought down through the roof? Remember that story? And there's no prayer for his healing that day. Uh, Jesus just says, your sins are forgiven. He discerned that the guy's problem, the reason he had sickness, pain, paralyzed, was because of some sort of sin that he committed earlier. And Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. And the people go, you're not allowed to say that. Only God can say that. And the reason they said you can't say that is because they didn't know the rules had changed. And Jesus said to all of us as followers of Jesus, when we hear someone give a confession, we can say, God's forgiven your sins. Hope. Good news. This story has all these sicknesses and diseases that couldn't be healed. Do you know in the history of mankind, nobody had their eyes healed until Jesus showed up. And Jesus made a mockery of how hard that was. He spat at people, put mud in their eyes, yeah, touched them. He didn't have a formula. It was just easy because the rules had changed. Yeah? In the Old Testament, people did get raised from the dead, but nobody after three days. And so Jesus purposely waits for Lazarus to be in the grave. Day four, he shows up purposely. Good news. Rules have changed. And the, the amazing thing, friends, is that in the Old Testament, almost nobody was a carrier of the Holy Spirit. Some kings, not all kings, some prophets, apparently not all prophets, because some prophets became false prophets, and some priests, but apparently not every single priest, would be carriers of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God, for example, with Saul, who was a king, it was anointed the Spirit of God to be with him, but the Spirit left. And remember David, when he uh, has his affair with Bathsheba, his prayer in Psalm 91 is, oh, please, Holy Spirit, don't leave me. And here's the good news, friends. We get the Holy Spirit every day of our life. Everyone who follows Jesus, invites Jesus into your life, you get the Spirit of God. You get to have an experience that Millions of people in the prior to the baptism of Jesus never got to experience because the rules have changed. Yeah? We get to now function in the gifts of the Spirit like never before. We get to have words of knowledge and thoughts. We get to have compassion. We get to have the ability to lay hands on the sick and they're healed. We get to influence people. It's just been amazing that we get to do. And I want to release over you today, friends, that... You are anointed. Uh, the church in Jerusalem, I think for many followers of Jesus, many denominations, is the role model. And they look at the church in Jerusalem, and good denominations in the UK, in Canada, uh, but the 
The problem of the church in Jerusalem was that the church watched the very anointed men and women, mostly men, do the stuff, do the God stuff. And they would be in the seats going, that was a good miracle. <laughs> Oof, wow. Someone just got healed when a, a tissue <laughs> got thrown away and landed on them and they just got healed. That was a good miracle. But really the church that, that modeled for all the churches in the early years was not Jerusalem church. It was the Antioch church. And I think the Antioch church was started by a businessman. I think Barnabas was a businessman. The only way I can prove that is he had a cottage in the Mediterranean, and pastors don't have cottages in the Mediterranean. <laughs> That's just side thought. But Barnabas is the one who starts this church, and he gathers a team, and he begins to release the people because in Antioch, Acts chapter 11, the followers of Jesus are called Christians. Remember that little phrase? They were first called Christians in Antioch. Well, Christian doesn't mean a follower of Jesus. It's not what the word means. That word is follower of Jesus. <laughs> the word Christian means a little anointed one. So Jesus is the anointed one. We can never get to the same level. We aspire to be at the same level. But we're, we're little versions of Jesus, Christians, anointed ones. And so, friends, that means that we're carriers of the Spirit of God. And it means that everywhere you go, there's hope. Yes. Everywhere you go. Funny thing happens, and maybe it's because of my age. Maybe it's because I have an English mother from Harrow, uh, just down the road, who was very, very confident. Uh, very, the best of the British is my mother. Um, was my mother. She passed away a couple years ago. As confident as you get. And, but when I walk into places, I notice that everyone turns and looks at me. And it's not that I didn't brush my teeth that day or you know, that kind of stuff. But there's something that happens when I walk into places, and it's the same as with Jesus. Every, not every head turns, but the atmosphere changes. And I don't know if you experience that. Bible calls it favor. But when you go places, the Spirit of God goes with you. And when we're in a house where people don't know Jesus... Jesus said you're to look for that. Who's responding to you? Who comes over to greet you when you go to a party and no one knows you? They've been drawn by the Spirit. This is not an accident. And so you, you zero in on that person because you're, you're a carrier of the Holy Spirit. You're able to do the God stuff. And the God stuff's the best stuff. Is it not? Be able to heal the sick and be able to do, do different things. Uh, I got a phone call from city councilor in our region of, of Toronto. And he's, he's uh, a young guy. He's the youngest of all the city councilors. And we've prophesied over him. And he's going, like, how did you know that? And how did you know that? Uh, anyways, he, he said, we're starting the very first vaccination clinic. So this is a year and a half ago. Uh, maybe not a year and a half ago, a year ago, May. And he said, uh, sorry, a year ago, March. We're starting the first, very first vaccine clinic could you guys show up and give out water and coffee to everybody in line, lining up for it? And this is a, you don't book an appointment. You just show up. Well, the, how, many, how many people are expected? Well, we're going to give out 2,500 doses. Okay, 2,500 bottles of water. We didn't have any water. So get approval 6 o'clock on a Tuesday. 
Uh, 10 a.m. we have to be there for giving the stuff up. We put a little tent up and started giving it water. Uh, started ministering to people if they were open for that. And as time goes on, friends, the favor on us, the group that's giving out water, coffee, granola bars, we increase the favor by giving out free chicken sandwiches to all the staff. That's 100 people every Saturday that we bought sandwiches for. Good sandwiches. Popeye's chicken. How many know Popeye's chicken? Oh, see, people who've been to America know Popeye's chicken. Yeah. And friends, when there was problems in a vaccine clinic, guess who they came to? Us. We're not the doctors. We're not the administrators. But somehow the staff just knew the Christians know what to do. That's good, is it not? Because uh, of time, we're going to jump straight in the ministry. Would that be all right? That was my sermon. Was that okay? Was it short enough? Uh, I, I, normally when I get words of knowledge, they're about healing, and I do have a few of those, but I've got some for the business people today. So who has been a casualty of collateral damage in your corporate structure? I'll say it again. Who's been a casualty of... of um, corporate structure changing, you, you just sort of got moved around and you got lowered down, uh, things didn't go well for you. Can I get you to stand up? So in the corporate world, somehow you got messed, out, messed over. Okay, we'll pray for you in just a moment. Um, who is about to hire someone in the room? Is there someone about to hire someone in your business? People are looking over here. Who's about to be hiring someone? You are? Okay. Here's what I felt the Lord say, is the most qualified person is not the most qualified person. So you'd be looking in the spirit for who that is. Yeah? Who has hepatitis? Could you stand up if you've been diagnosed with hepatitis? Anyone here? Blood problems? Maybe you haven't been diagnosed, but you've got blood problems? All right, good. A couple of people, yep. Right. Let's start with those ones. If you're by one of these people, could you just stand up and put your hand on? Do you remember what they stood for? So corporate people, hepatite, blood, blood, sickle cell anemia. That's too long of a word, blood problems. <laughs> right. So Jesus, we bless these ones right here. And for the two people that got shuffled, in a corporate restructure. Uh, I just feel the Lord saying, just wait, your time's coming. I feel the Lord saying, as he looks at your heart, as you humble yourself, and maybe you're being forced to be humble, and it wouldn't be your preference to be humble, to be humbled. And going to work and people seeing that you've been looked over, someone else got the promotion, you got, you got stepped down, uh, I feel the Lord saying, he's looking at your heart, and the longer this goes on, the bigger the promotion coming down the line. Amen. And so we lift off any shame that you feel. In fact, can I get everyone who's ever been let go, made redundant, fired from any time in your past, can I get you to stand up? That's pretty well everyone in business. <laughs> that's, the re that's the prerequisite to be great in the kingdom of God. All right. Those of you that are seated, just put your hand 
stretch your hands or touch someone who's just stood. Father, we break off all trauma, shame from those kind of circumstances where you've lost a job, where you were the one that was uh, chosen that your productivity hasn't been the same and whatever the measuring sticks were. We just say, Father, break off all of that trauma of that uh, meeting, maybe even an an email where it's like, sorry, but you've just been made redundant. Human resources will give you a package, da-da-da-da. And Daddy, we say, thank you for all the times that you forced change on us because we had to push into you. We had to rely on you. And friends, if you remember the story of Jesus in Philippians chapter 2, it says that Jesus, even though he's fully God, sort of got fired from being God, if I can say it like that, and became a human being. Big downgrade. And then as a human being, he humbled himself and went to the cross. Big downgrade. And then there's the word but. The Lord, after that, raised him up to the highest place. And I just speak over all of you who've had that kind of trauma in your life to say, you understand what it's like for Jesus to die for you and to raise you up. And so we just speak hope into you. You're a carrier of hope for other people. You're a carrier of uh, God. God has second chances. And speak that into your spirit. Yeah, I just felt for those people in, in business and just shake it off right now. You know, you're wearing clothes that don't fit you anymore because you're about to be promoted. And, and so I just want to bless you. It's um, Stephen and I have gone through that. Like, and, and I understand the pain of that, but that's not who he's called you to be. And so I just feel like, you know, if you feel like you um, have been in transition, the pain of that, um, and, and you've carried it forward, just, you know what, get, get somebody to, to, well, anyways, I'm going to break it off right now. <laughs> So if you feel like you're still carrying some of the pain from that and it's interfering with you moving forward, just stand up right now. Yeah. And so, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for these ones, Lord, because you know them by name. You know, you know who you've created them to be. And, Lord, in the past season with, with things that have happened in jobs, Father, um, it, it really hurt. And I just, I just say it's important for you to acknowledge the pain of that. And it's important for you to grieve the pain of that. And Lord, it was, it was painful and, and it took a little out of us. And, 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 and I felt like I lost a piece of me. But yet, Lord, you are the one but God. And so, Father, we thank you for the but God's situations that are about to happen. And we just come into agreement as this church family that, that you would see um, what God is about to do in your life and that you'll go, oh my goodness, if, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be here. And so, Father, I thank you for that. So, friends, tomorrow night we're going to push in at the dwell for healing. That's going to be part of what's going to take place. But I know some of you won't be able to be there tomorrow night, so that means we have to get you healed right now. So if you have pain in your body right now, can I get you to stand up? Like measurable pain arthritic kind of things, uh, uh, turmoil in your internal parts, uh, wherever it is, teeth aches, those kind of things.
All right, hand up real quick, those of you standing. Okay, people who are seating, seated, go to someone who's got their hand up and grab their hand and pull it down. And while you're doing that, find out what's the, where's the pain. Ask them, where's the pain? So when all the hands are down, that means we're all connected. Okay, someone for Louis? Find out where the pain is in his body. Sir, in the second row, has someone come to has someone come to this this guy in the black black hat? Has someone talked to you? Okay, there we go. Good. <coughs> Sir, has someone connected with you? No? Sir. This guy right in front of you. Yeah. Ask him where the pain is. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, I have three prayers based on the life of Jesus. 80% of all the ministry of Jesus was a verbal command and a touch. So eight out of 10 people that Jesus healed, it was like done in three seconds. So those of you that know where the pain is in your friend, put your hand there if it's appropriate. If it's not, just hold their hand. And let's say over everybody that's standing, let's say this prayer, your healing belongs to you. Because of what Jesus has done. Receive your healing. Now. And I usually like to wait for three seconds just for the Holy Spirit to have just enough time to wreck your body. Okay, check yourself. Tell your friend how you're doing. Because a whole bunch of you just got better. Who's feeling better already? Wave your hands. Okay. Good. Okay, I got two more prayers. Thank you. That's about half of you already. Two more prayers. Out of that 80%, Jesus added in extra prayers, and one of every four stories of Jesus healing people, the problem was not a medical problem. The problem was a spirit. And as Jesus commanded those spirits to go, people's health came. And so those of you that are with your friend, I want you to say this prayer with, with me for your friend. Any and all demonic influence that's negatively affecting your body, we cancel that assignment. Command that spirit to leave. For the spirit of God to come on you. Come right to that place. New management, new ownership. And the Holy Spirit cleanses your body right now. Yeah? The Holy Spirit will welcome you to come and do that right now. Right now. Come. And friends, the third prayer is only twice in the scriptures. I've already referred to it. It's the man who's let down through the roof. And Jesus discerned twice that forgiveness really was the issue, that people needed to be forgiven. And so those of you that put your hand up and stood, I'd like you to, we're going to have a personal time. Uh, I'm going to say a holy time because I'm going to ask God to speak to you right now. So just close your eyes and zero in on him. You're not going to have to say anything. You're not going to have to say anything out loud. But when that man was lowered and Jesus sees him and perhaps he's lowered to the height of Jesus standing, Jesus somehow figured out from God what the problem was. And we don't have it recorded in scripture. He just said, your sins are forgiven. And so as Jesus sees you right now standing, and he says to you, your sins are forgiven. What's Jesus talking about? 
What do you know in your spirit? Jesus knows that he knows that he knows about you. And all you need to do is say, please forgive me. For whatever it is you said, did, whatever that thing is that the Holy Spirit has just highlighted to you, this is why it's a holy moment. It's because God's talking to you right now. And you just need to say, please forgive me. And that little statement of Jesus to that man who's paralyzed, you're forgiven. Remember, the people get upset because they don't know the rules have changed. And he said, oh, well, I'll show you what I can do. Stand up. And instantly, this man bounces to his feet. It took four men to get him to the meeting on a stretcher. And he bounces up, and the Bible says that everyone in the house and all those outside had to glorify God. Everyone says, we have never seen a miracle like this before. And we just say to your body right now, everything related to sin in your life, to you making bad choices, wrong choices, we lift it off of you in Jesus' name. And life comes into your body. The same for that paralyzed man. Life comes into your body right here, right now, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. All right, turn to the person who's ministering to you. And uh, check your body real quick and tell them how you're doing. Okay, look at me one more time, friends. How many of you that put your hand up are feeling a little bit better or a lot better? Wave your hands if that's you. Look around. Hands waving. Perfect. People. Bring a friend tomorrow night. This was a little teaser. I'm actually good at this. I'm good at this. This is my, this is my anointing, friends, is for healing. Not to brag, but to brag. Blind eyes, ears open, all of that stuff happens. Um, one person raised from the dead so far. I just prayed for another one two weeks ago open casket at a funeral. We pushed in and prayed right in the ceremony. Left the casket open because the first time I prayed for someone at a memorial, at a funeral, we made the mistake of closing the lid. And I don't know what you're supposed to do when you start praying and the lid's down. Like, are you allowed to reopen to see if they're breathing? To... So this time we just said, we're keeping the, the lid open on the casket so that if they come back to life, they can go and everyone gets to participate in the screaming. So, anyways, come to bring a friend tomorrow night. Would you do that? And uh, your little story of, well, people were healed on Sunday after three-minute prayer, they'll come. Amen? Amen. Bless you, people. Amen. Thank you so much, Steve.